This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. What a great time I had a few hours ago, 5 to 6 p.m. with Mr. Katsimatidis on his Cats at Night show. Uh, wonderful time, and I will be part of his show all this week. So if you get the opportunity, check us out. Talk Radio 77 WABC, 5 to 6 p.m., 5 to 6 p.m. The rest of this week, I will be there with Mr. Casamitidi. It's a great, great time. Busted, and this is wonderful. Busted, arrested, and this is wonderful. The suspected NYC cop shooter caught. Uh, the guy from the Facebook marketplace uh, robbery hauled away with the victim's own handcuffs caught in Rockland County. End of you, sir. Go to jail for the next 30 to 40 years, I hope. I know it won't be that way, but at least that's my hope. Normally, I try to shy away from race, but I cannot this morning. Cannot this morning. Two issues we need to talk about. Two issues that we need to talk about. So Disney is under fire yet again. Critics are slamming Disney as woke and anti-white over an episode of a kid's show that features a song covering the history of slavery in the U.S. and the need for reparations, which if you listen to this program, you know I do not support. The backlash stems from a Juneteenth episode of the show called The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, which is a reboot of the popular uh, early uh, cartoon that airs on Disney's streaming service, Disney Plus, a clip from the episode that's been making the rounds on social media shows characters singing a tune about how America still has not atoned for, guess what, slavery and systematic racism. I don't know how these types of cartoons are helpful. I don't understand why you want to teach kids hate and division so young. I don't understand what the point is in all of that. 
So that's one issue. Disney under attack, a cartoon described as woke and anti-white. The second issue, this food contract should be canceled with the company. A vendor is apologizing for school lunch served on the first day of Black History Month. So this happened not far from my residence. I live in Pomona. This happened in Nyack at the Nyack Middle School. And so the the food vendor, Aramark, is apologizing for what it calls unintentional insensitivity for the hot lunch it offered students on the first day of Black History Month. And you can't make this up, folks. So the reason why I say the contract with Aramark should be canceled is because NYU did exactly that did exactly that in 2018. NYU, after it served its students ribs, collard greens, and Kool-Aid during Black History Month. Bears repeating, NYU severed its contract with Aramark in 2018 after it served students ribs, collard greens, and Kool-Aid during Black History Month. That is offensive. And so the students at the Nyack Middle School were given chicken and waffles with watermelon for dessert on February 1st, the first day of Black History Month. And some of the students were asking people, they were asking students if they wanted watermelon And uh, one young lady was saying she remembers being confused because watermelon is not in season. The school principal says the menu was changed without the school's knowledge, and he says the items that were chosen, quote, reinforce negative stereotypes concerning the African-American community. That's what the principal says. The vendor, Aramark, released the following statement. Now, remember, they did a similar antic in 2018 at NYU. Who serves kids Kool-Aid during Black History Month? Somebody thinks this funny, and it's, it's not funny. And here's the joke. The food contract should go away with this company, right, immediately. And if you can't do it immediately at the end of the school year, if the school is truly sorry for this, prove it by ending the contract with this company. And so the the food vendor, Aramark, released this statement. We apologize for the unintentional insensitivity shown on February 1st, the first day of Black History Month. While our menu was not intended as a cultural meal, we acknowledge that the timing was inappropriate and our team should have been more thoughtful in its service. This was a mistake and does not represent the values of our company, and we are committed to doing better in the future. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 on and on and on. We will be partnering with the partner, uh, partners with the district so employees who work in the schools 
participate in training that aligns to the NIAC school district's vision and commitment to to equality-driven work. So that's another issue we're going to deal with this morning. You listen to this program, you know I don't really like talking about race. Oftentimes I feel like I can't win and sometimes I don't understand, and 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 race is overblown tremendously in our country. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. You may recall Mayor Adams' uh, mental health plan, which I support a thousand percent. And we're starting to get some numbers, and I'm referring to the plan where the mayor, where the mayor has said that the NYPD, with the assistance of social workers, will take the homeless off the street, people that 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 are, are a a uh, harm or a danger to themselves, that they will take them off the streets with or without their permission. Well, so far, as the early numbers are coming in, and thus far, 42 at least 42 involuntary uh, hospital transfers occurred in December, occurred in December. A war of words between former President Donald Trump and one-time ally, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Folks, Christie's 15 minutes are over. I thought that Mr. Christie knew that when he left as governor of uh, New Jersey. And I saw this article today. I saw this article today, and it's only confirming what many of us have said on this air, on the airwaves here. And this was a political, a political article, and it says, "Quote: Pot is making people sick. Congress is playing catch up. Really, really." We're going to come back to that in just a second. We're going to start with your phone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The man suspected, the man suspected in the shooting of an off-duty NYPD officer and that robbery gone bad was nabbed hiding in a Rockland County hotel just hours ago. The 38-year-old suspect taken into custody and handcuffs belonging to the critically wounded officer and is expected to be charged in the Saturday shooting of the officer in East New York, Brooklyn. It's not looking good for the officer. Our prayers are with him and his family. 26-year-old married dad of two. Thought he was there buying a car through Facebook Marketplace when he was ambushed and remains on life support at Brookdale Hospital. You don't need me to tell you that, and you already know, the suspect has a long criminal record. His rap sheet includes 22 arrests, including for grand larceny, harassment, Strangulation. A massive manhunt was underway. It was only a matter of time until he was going to be caught. And apparently now he's in custody. But even if he does 50 years in prison, it's not going to bring back this 26-year-old officer if he doesn't make it. 
this man that's a father of two that was not doing anything to anybody, to anyone. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's take your calls. Let's begin with Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yes. Um, you know, two weeks ago, I went out, you know, I heard that uh, cream of wheat was discontinuing the uh, the guy who's, the, you know, the uh, black guy in the, in the chef's hat and everything. So I purposely went out because there was still some boxes on the shelf. I didn't go out for that purpose. I saw it on the shelf. I said, you know, I better grab one of these things because this could be a souvenir. And uh, so I did. And I'm going to keep it because, you know, I never really ate cream of wheat. I never liked it. But I always liked that guy on the cover because he made it look delicious. I don't like Farina really, but he made the, he made it look delicious with his chef's hat. I want to tell you something. When I was uh, when I was a young boy, we went to Florida on Amtrak because my father was afraid to fly. And the biggest memory I have, the best memory I have of that train trip, which was not a memorable train trip for a kid, believe me, 26 hours, was in the dining car. You had these huge black guys making breakfast for you, and they made the best breakfast, and they were all dressed in white, as white as could be, contrasted with their black skin. And I never forgot how delicious that everything was because they they were experts. Okay, no, Larry, I, I, Larry, what what does anything. this have what does this have to do with? I'm I'm trying to I'm waiting for the punchline. Okay, the punchline is the punchline is if we if somebody has an ethnic identity that yields positivity. What the hell is the difference if if it's not a professor of of of, of, of astronomy or, or physics? Okay, I mean, does everybody have to have some highfalutin, you know, degree to to contribute to society in a positive uh, okay. way? Okay, Larry, let, let me try this a different way. What are you telling me? I need you to get directly to the point. I'm trying to tell you is that we are stripping black people of a part of their culture, historical indigenous oh, culture. Oh, okay. Okay, so so I'm I'm here telling you, Larry, that what this food vendor did is offensive. NYU ended their professional relationship with them and they do this uh starting Black History Month and you're telling me that it should still continue. Is that what you're telling me? Well, first of all, first of all, ending their relationship, if it was not intentional, that is called Larry, retribution. Larry, retribution. Larry, Larry, That's Larry, evil. Larry, Larry. What? Who? Come on, Larry. Who's going to serve in Black History Month? You're going to serve Kool-Aid? Come on, Larry. Are if, you serious? If, all right. If, all right. You know what? That was a little over the top. But but the That's other all, one wait, wasn't. Larry, the Larry, waffles worry. Larry, the waffles. Larry. And what about the watermelon, Larry? The watermelon and waffle. Okay, look, I don't know what was their motivation, but I, I'll tell you one thing, uh, Larry. L- I think Larry, we should appreciate food. Larry, food, if it's nourishing Larry, food. Larry, let, let, me, let me give you some advice here. Yeah. Generally, it's never a good thing to serve watermelon to black people. I'm just take. Trust me on that. Trust me on that, Larry. Thank you for the call. So Max, Max on Long Island says, stop being so sensitive. Focus on black on black crime. Well, Max, obviously you don't listen to this show because almost on a nightly basis, I focus on black on black crime. Max, I listen, uh, Dominic, I listen every night. Listen, I grew up where you grew up, 143rd and 3rd Avenue Patterson Project. We both made it out. We both had a lot of the same experiences. This doesn't offend me, Dominic. What offends me is our black kids being murdered by other black kids. Okay, so wait, Max, you wait, should, wait, Max, 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 Max. So, okay, wait, first I want you to tell me what doesn't offend you. 
good collard greens and waffles and all that crap. We have more important issues. You, 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 Dominic, I agree with 99% of what you say. Sometimes you go soft like a liberal, and you worry about things that it's not hey, concerning. Hey, then, then you know what, There's Max? That, 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 yes. means, that means I'm doing my job. If sometimes, no, if so, wait, let, 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 let me finish. Let me just finish, Max. Let, Max. let me just finish. If sometimes you feel I'm a liberal, and and oftentimes you may feel I'm a conservative, that means I'm doing my job. As I have said consistently, well, Max. Max, 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 Max. I focus on black on black crime. I would say more than anyone else in the media, and I focus on it so much. That you got to understand, Max, so how you're calling me now, telling me to focus on black-on-black crime. When I do, I get the phone calls from Harlem that say, why are you focusing on black-on-black crime? Why are you always focusing on us? So so I I hear it no matter what. And when it's legitimate to focus on it, I do. So, like, for example, this animal that allegedly killed the cop, and that, uh, and that, uh, 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 car buy that went bad, the robbery that went bad, this animal should have never have been on the street. And, 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 and if you're going to do that, maybe he didn't know it was a police officer. If you're going to do that with a police officer, what are you going to do to the rest of us? But at the same time, this company has to go. This company, Aramark, I mean, and, and, and it, so you're saying it's okay. I just want to make sure I got this right, Max. You're saying that it's okay. In 2018, NYU ended its business relationship with this company. So it's okay to serve kids ribs, collard greens, and Kool-Aid during Black History Month. And then fast forward to 2023, and they serve chicken and waffles with watermelon. And you're telling me that's not a problem, Max? Dominic, I have four, I have four kids. I have two that's still in public school system in New York City. And that doesn't bother me. I worry more about them being murdered by somebody that looks like them than chicken and freaking collard greens, Dominic. That doesn't matter to me. We need to focus on what's important. We're killing each other, and that you could spend 24 hours on that alone. I don't care about Kool-Aid, Dominic. That's okay. just me. Well, I'm well, not interested. Well, I, I hear you, Max. I do spend a lot of time. <laughs> it, it's just amazing to me because people hear you're hearing what you want to hear. So no matter how often I focus on black-on-black crime, you, you don't want me to talk about this issue. But, but I do appreciate the fact that you articulated your point, and I hear you, Max. I hear you. Dominic Carter here with you folks, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going to get to Trump and Christie in just a moment. But Joan in Manhattan, good morning, Joan. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm well. Good to talk to you. Um, okay, listen. I uh, was a dietitian, and the hospital that we worked in used Aramac as the vendor. Okay, um, I can't quite, you know, comment on all their food, but what I really wanted to say is, um, I can understand where you're coming from about uh, if it was fried chicken, watermelon. Um, you know, that really is offensive. However. Um, you know, I'm surprised that people are taking issue with collard greens because, you know, this is just one little thing. I'm sure the collard greens are absolutely delicious. It's one of my favorite vegetables. And, and, and ribs, I mean, come on. Like, I just don't get that. Like, so does that mean that you can't have collard greens in February? You can't have ribs in February? The Kool-Aid, the watermelon, fried chicken, I get it, okay? That could be, uh, it's very over the top. But, you know, seriously, Dominic, some of those, uh, food items are okay. 
And, I, and, you know, I don't see why people are getting so upset about that. I would eat it, you know. Right. And they're probably very good. Right. Well, well, I, you know, I, I agree with you on the, um, on the uh, on the ribs, you know, everybody eats uh, ribs. Uh, companies advertise on television about ribs, and so uh, I, I wouldn't have a problem with ribs being served uh, for Black History Month. But to serve during Black History Month, Kool Aid is extremely offensive. To serve watermelon right, I for Black that. History <laughs> Month. We we know what you're really saying. What, what you mean? The company? What the what they? You're mocking people of color. That, I don't think they're mocking. I think they're ignorant, and they're and and what's really surprising is in that company, you better believe that ninety percent of the cooks are black, and that's why I, I I mentioned about the collard greens. They're probably absolutely delicious, but I think that you know that the company itself is ignorant, and I would love to have heard what those cooks were saying when they had to serve that. I, I the watermelon, the Kool Aid, the fried chicken, you know, not okay. Not, hey Joan, but after NYU ended their business relationship with this company for what they did during Black History Month, you don't think that should have taught them uh, not to do that again? It should have. It should have. But you know what? NYU, a, a very hoity-toity school where you have to pay 80000 a year, um, you know, the, the, the company should have uh, taken that as, you know, a red flag. I, I, I agree with you. Well, Joan, I appreciate your call and have a lovely uh, morning. Let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. Your thoughts? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, through the years, I've always read a lot about the civil rights struggle. I've always been interested in it, and I know a lot about it, uh, whether it's Emmett Till or uh, Jesse Jackson running for president in 1984 and uh, 1988. And, you know, the vendor with uh, in this case was uh, insensitive, uh, he was wrong, he or she, and they should have known better. I mean, Black History Month is January, and you got to use your February, head. February, so I just, February. February. So Go I ahead. wanted to say I agree with you. Okay, all right, okay, uh, uh, fair, fair enough, fair enough, and I and I thank you uh, for the call, Alan. You have a, a wonderful morning. Our friend Lars in Los Angeles. Good morning, Lars. How do you see this issue? You know, Dominic, this is really no big deal. Here's the thing. The company is in a win-no-win situation. Had they totally disregarded Black History Month and not served any foods associated with black people, they still would have been uh, accused of being insensitive. You know, I tell my I tell my white friends when they go on social media, Twitter, Facebook, I, I tell them all the time, stay away from race. You cannot win. That's how I feel, race. Lars. <laughs> that that's how I feel, and I try to stay away from it. I really do. But go go ahead, no matter, Lars. No, no matter how sincere you are, just stay away it away from it. It's a no win situation. And and my question is. What food would have been appropriate that would have pleased everybody? Well, the the one thing I can say is that uh, to to serve to serve Kool Aid, you, you, you're being wicked. Why why would you serve Kool Aid to black people during Black History okay. Month? Here's a question: Have they served Kool Aid in the past? 
That's the first question. Right. If the answer is no, right. then yes. Well, Lars, means, you, you and I, you and I know to the kids at NYU. I seriously doubt that they served Kool-Aid uh, to, to the general population because the kids would say, "What in the hell is this?" And and obviously they did something wrong because NYU ended their relationship with the company. Well, don't give too much credit to NYU because all colleges are woke. So I'm not putting a lot of emphasis on the fact that they were terminated by NYC, NYU. But anyway, that's my two cents. Okay. Well, fair fair enough, Lars. And thank you for what you did uh, for David from the Bronx. Uh, you, you've got a good heart. Thank you very much, Lars. I, yeah. I really appreciate the money, the money is still coming in. Fantastic. And um, thank you, everybody out there. Thank you, Dominic, for kept con- connecting David and me. We're in contact every day with each other. And Wow. Um, Look at that. Look at that. Y- yes, it's absolutely amazing. And and his spirits as of late? Wonderful. He's, he's, he's riding high. Good, good. And that's all because of you, Lars. You made the difference. You stepped up. You stepped up to help another human being. And I'm sure you and David may not agree with each other on many issues politically, but that's not the point. You stepped up to help another human being. And, and I thank you. I thank you for doing that, Lars. Thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Good night. Lars calling from Los Angeles. We are going to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC. I haven't even gotten to Trump and Christie yet or the mayor's policies that in terms of uh, locking up uh, mentally ill people, homeless people uh, against their will. uh, If they're not able to take care of themselves, it is underway. It is underway. And the the issue as it relates to, I, I saw this headline in Politico, and it says, pot is making people sick. Congress is playing catch-up. And so the information that's starting to trickle out, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it, but um, many of us would. I would, in terms of the damage that's being done. When we come back, we're going to Philadelphia, Long Island, Terrytown, Brooklyn, Westchester, and Queens. Talk Radio 77, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, about to go right back to your telephone calls. A food company, a food company is under fire. Uh, Aramark, under fire for serving during the first day of Black History Month at the uh, Nyack Middle School in Rockland County. Chicken and waffles and watermelon to the kids. Uh, NYU, New York University, severed ties with Aramark in 2018 after it served students ribs, collard greens, and Kool-Aid during uh, Black History Month. And 
We are taking your calls, and I see we have a lot of calls. And it's interesting to me. It's very interesting because uh, you folks want to talk about what's being served uh, for Black History Month. But the other issue I mentioned, uh, Disney's under fire. Critics are slamming Disney as woke and anti-white over an episode of a kid's show that features a song covering the history of slavery in the U.S. and the need for reparations. This is in a a cartoon, if you will. And as far as the reparations argument, enough. Let let it go. Why, Why are you trying to brainwash children? It's a political debate. It's never going to happen. You can argue for it. You can do what you want, but... Leave the kids out of it. Let them let them become adults. And then if they want to uh, discuss these issues and uh, sexual orientation and everything else, let them do it when they become of age. Stop throwing things down their, down their throat. Let's go to Francine in Brooklyn. Good morning, Francine. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing well, and I hope you are as well. Uh, listen, I have to agree with you with this um with this business about the serving the food and the watermelon and, and the chicken and all that foolishness. You know, when I was a child, I had to go through some of that stuff as well, and I think it was offensive, and I think you're right, and you have a right to, to bring this issue up because it needs to be said. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a stereotypical issue. Right. Now, now if you're, if you're at a private company e- event, and that's what they're serving. You know, sometimes the food can be delicious. And if it's done by people with good hearts in the right way, then then you're not offended. But but this company has a track record of doing this type of thing. And so I, I do thank you, Francine, uh, for the call. And you have a beautiful morning. Frank and Queens. Frank and Queens. Good morning, Frank. Your thoughts this morning. Hey, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, if black people are offended by that food, that type of food, that's fine. Um, but I want to see the same outrage on March 17th on St. Patrick's Day when me as an Irish American with Irish parents, um, we're told we're supposed to be eating corned beef and cabbage. Um, I'll be seeing it at work. I'll be seeing it at every deli I go into. Hey, Frank, uh, and, and, let me ask you a question. But but is it – I didn't know – that corned beef and cabbage was offensive uh, to to Irish Americans. Is it? I, well, I thought all, I thought I thought it was a meal uh, that 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 you took great honor in. No, no, no. And there we go. So there's some ignorance across different ethnicities. I, I, Irish people don't eat corned beef and cabbage. In fact, it's probably more associated with um, Jewish people. I okay, wait, but wait, 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 Frank. I just want to make sure I got this right. So I've seen at gatherings that are predominantly uh, Irish on St. Patrick's Day, and they serve corned beef and cabbage. Now, you're telling me that Irish people, Irish Americans, don't like corned beef and cabbage? I just want to make sure I understand. Well, well, they might like it, but it's not a food that most Irish people in Ireland grew up eating. Um, So it's it's just like on Cinco de Mayo Day, if you were to serve tacos to, to everyone. I mean, you know... If black people are going to be offended by stereotypes related to food, you know, the rest of us should, too. Right. But but I, I just want to make sure I got this right. Corned beef and cabbage is not offensive to uh, to Irish Americans. Or is it? I could, listen, my parents came here in the 60s from Ireland. I never, ever heard of or seen 
corned beef and cabbage cooked in my house or any of the other Irish Americans I grew up with in New York or by any of my hundreds of relatives back in Ireland. It wasn't until I became an adult I realized, hey, this is kind of stereotypical, just like Lucky Charms, just like Irish Spring Soap. Hmm. Okay, well, Frank, Frank, I, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Tony in Tarrytown. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, my paisano, I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be thorough. I'm going to be rapid fire. First of all, you're doing a good job. I agree with most of what you say. You are a role model, not just to the American black community, but the American and world community. Thank you very much, Tony. Nice of you to say. Thank you. Dom, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. But I want to just tell you a few things, and this is it. Run. I managed a grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood in New York City all through the 80s. And let me tell you something. Um, the majority of people who bought uh, the Kool-Aid were black people. Back in the early 80s, they even had a commercial. Okay, wait, Tony, Tony, wait, 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 wait. Tony, why do you think they bought the Kool-Aid? I know why. I want to see if you know why. Well, one thing, heavy advertising. No, that that wasn't why. But go ahead. Two, because because they were targeted for that in the commercial? No, 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 no. That's not why they bought the Kool-Aid. The reason why it's offensive to serve Kool-Aid to people of color is because it was often the only thing that black people could afford. And what they would do and what they and what they would do, okay, well maybe I didn't hear you, Tony. I apologize. And 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 many of us grew up in households where, you know, you're watching mom, grandma, she puts the pack of Kool-Aid in and five pounds of sugar. And it's mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why why we have diabetic issues and bad health issues years later. So Kool-Aid, uh, no, no offense to the company, it, it's not good for you. And it's something mm-hmm. that black people used to drink out of survival because we couldn't afford uh, many other things. And so to bring that along and say historically black people, it is offensive. Well, Dom, Dom, um, if you remember, and I have a photographic memory, J.J. Dynamite, Jimmy Walker used to always be singing uh, the singing the praises of Kool Aid, and, 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 and Tony, and Tony, you, you just proved my point. You, you just proved my point. So, 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 wait, so wait, Tony, Tony, I'm gonna let you finish. But so you're telling me that because Jimmy J.J. No, Dynamite, <laughs> because why do you why, why, wait, 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 Tony, why, why do you think he was praising it? Think about it for a second. Because he was paid to. That's no, why. he was praising it because the writers of the show was playing to the fact that the family is poor, living in the projects in Chicago, and that's all they could afford. And they, they were trying to connect the character J.J. with with the J.J.'s in Chicago, New York, uh, all across the country. Tony, go right ahead, and then i got to go to the next call. I'll just be, and I'll wrap this up quick, but detailed. The bottom line is this, is that people should be concerned with they were black and white and yellow and red American veterans who were out in the street at this moment. They were in the lobbies of NYU Langone. They were turned out of the 23rd Street VA hospital, the biggest in the country. I was there. The cops turned them out under threat of federal arrest, which means their life is over at zero degrees the other day. God help them. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. So, Tony, wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure 
So you believe that they should have been left in the lobby of the hospital, permitted to stay yes, there? Uh, hey, Don, there were two things that the New York City Council ever did decent, really decent, and I was one in the early 60s. Was one, one was that uh, a, a hospital or nursing home cannot discharge a, a patient to the street, has to be to equal and superior accommodations. Second, when the weather is so dangerously high or low, that um, and dangerous, deadly, that local, state, and federal buildings must remain their lobbies open for those who have nowhere to go. And the bottom line is slippery these are men white, black, Sli- slippery yellow, slope. red. Tony, slippery slope, slippery slope. I, I hear you, and we should do a much better job of looking out for our veterans. Tony, thank you for the call. I agree with you that we should do a better job. But what you're describing, Tony, is a slippery slope. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. Michael. I am Episcopalian. I am of British descent on both my mother and father's side. Now, England did a lot of things for America. We were the only ones that fought against the Germans when no other country would. So if they wanted to make a, a British Pride Day and serve in the school to the kids uh, kidney pie or fish and chips, which are British English uh, food, I would be very, very honored. I would consider that a, a great honor, right? I'm sure that if they served lasagna on Columbus Day, right, I don't think Italians would mind. I, in my opinion, I think they would be flattered. But, okay, wait, I, wait, wait, Michael. But is there anything derogatory associated with lasagna or fish and chips? Italian the, dish. It's right, food, but food is those... not prejudice. Food is food. Italian people, I happen to like lasagna. I don't think anything is racist about serving lasagna on Columbus Day or serving corned beef on cabbage on St. Patrick's I, Day. I agree with you on that. Pierogies or serving pierogies on Pulaski Day, which is a Polish Polish general. I, I think you're flattering the hey, person. Hey, hey, Michael, I, again, if it's a private setting, a private company event, and ribs and watermelon are being served, and you know the the, the intent of the people that's serving it, and the heart of the it's people. Then, it's, no, it's, no, 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 wait, no, no. Let, let me just no. say, you, the reason black people ate chicken was because they were extremely poor and they couldn't afford beef. So they chickens are cheaper. They well, many of the times they raise the chickens themselves. They're cheap to feed, and they said, you know what? We're tired of eating boiled chicken. Let's put breadcrumbs. On it and try it. And first of all, I happen to like fried okay. chicken, let, and let, I let, like Michael, watermelon. Michael, There's nothing Michael, wrong Michael, with it. Michael, let me try this another way. And some of the Hollywood movies that were done in the 40s and 50s, and they're making fun of the black characters. What are the black characters almost always doing? Oh well, my wife is Jewish. Wait, wait. Can uh, you answer the question, please? I don't know. What are they doing? What, they're, they're holding up watermelon. I am like, I'm not black. I am a, I am what you what everybody calls a wasp, a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, and I eat watermelon and I eat fried chicken. Okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. My wife Michael. is Jewish, Michael. and on Passover, on Passover, you know what I ask her to make me? Fried matzo with eggs. Okay. And she doesn't all get right. all, all excited about it. Like, okay, oh, Michael, Michael, my friend Michael, just hold on. I'm going to bring on uh, Tommy and Bergen Beach. Tommy, you're on live with uh, Michael. What What's your perspective on all this? Well, if, uh, if, the, if the executive chef did this 
out of like spite or disparaging. You know, that's wrong. That's ignorance. I mean, if the person did it thinking that it was a, a meal that 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 would have been appropriate and out of ignorance, you know, then then they're wrong. And this is a teachable moment. And this is a teachable moment for all our listeners right now. Don't do something like that. It's kind of offensive, you know. And the other caller who said something about corned beef and cabbage, it is a, the Irish version of that is actually bacon and cabbage. But in the Americans, you know, when we kind when the Irish came here, they substituted with corned beef, and it just became a thing. But it was invented here. It's uh, bacon and. Okay, 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 Tommy. So, Michael, you just heard what Tommy had to say, your reaction? Okay, food, you know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing everything is prejudiced. First they started off, math is prejudiced, bridges are prejudiced, highways are prejudiced, peanut butter and jelly Okay, sandwiches. so wait, wait, let me go one at a time there. Right, okay. Ridiculous? Ridiculous? Ridiculous and ridiculous on all four. Okay. To, to so, say to say that it's racist. Food is but, food. But, is but, but, Let me but. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Are you asking me or Tommy? Both. Okay. If they served uh, egg foo young for the Chinese New Year's to the kids in school, do you think the Chinese people would be insulted? Ab- I was absolutely Chinese, not. I was... Absolutely not. So what is the big deal if they serve something that the people ate years ago? Even if they were poor, that's what they ate. They're showing ethnic food. Okay, if they it's... serve fish okay, and chips, right. I'm British. Okay, if they okay. serve fish and chips and kidney pie, I would be flattered. Okay, I all right. Would... Okay, Michael. Okay. Now, Tommy, I, I'm, have you seen the historical movies where yes, they, they and they have the black characters and they portray yes. them as they're not intelligent and they're holding yeah. up watermelon? Have, have you seen that? Oh, our pizza fried chicken, absolutely. They had signs. They had the signs down in uh, in the south on 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 restaurants yes. with the, the black yeah. man holding up. You know, yes. and they're very antique signs. You know, that's what it was back then, and it was wrong. But you know, we learned. We learned, and we got better. You know, as a society, we grew. We evolved, and hopefully, more and more people will stop being prejudiced. You know, stop stop joking around about things. You know, well, Tommy, you know, it might be disparaging. It's not a joke. This Tommy, like- I I appreciate the call, Michael. I'm going to give you. I know I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to give you the final say. But it has to be quick, my friend. Go right ahead. Okay, food can never be prejudiced. I like fried chicken. I like watermelon. And okay, anybody Michael, who thinks- Michael, Michael, I just told you what Hollywood used to do historically with black characters that- holding okay. up watermelon. Anybody who thinks that way is a moron and an imbecile, okay? Because if that's the case, if I'm eating fish and chips and kidney pie and they make they think that I'm stupid because I'm eating a British dish, which I happen to be a British descent, then they're an ignoramus. And if they see somebody eating lasagna who is Italian and they think that way, then they're a moron. And if they see somebody Polish eating pierogies, which is a Polish dish, they're an imbecile. Okay. They're talking about what stupid, dumb, ignorant ignoramuses think, and you don't worry about what stupid, dumb ignoramuses think. Okay. They're not worth it. Okay, let's bring in Matt Blaze. Matt, how, how do you see all of this? <sighs> Just doesn't get it, man. It's not the food itself. We all eat that food. It's the point that this was used as a negative stereotype to make fun of black people. Oh, they eat fried chicken and watermelon. It was negative. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with watermelon. There's nothing wrong with fried chicken. There's nothing wrong with Kool-Aid. But when you use it as a negative stereotype, which it had been used for years, then now it makes it a negative stereotype. That's why it's bad. Now, how now, about Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid? How about Kool-Aid? Oh, Kool-Aid's the worst. Right. I, it was I a agree huge with you. Ne- I, negative I stereotype. I agree with you. I drank Kool-Aid, too. But when you 
when you use it in that way, it's it's negative. It was used negatively. And it's not the food itself. It's the way it was used and served. And, yes, what Tommy said, if they didn't know any better and it was done out of ignorance, yeah, it's a teachable moment. And they go, look, that was bad. We've got to cut the contract with you. How do you not know this? And then they go, oh, well, we, we, we thought, how do you, and it's true, how do you not know that? When, how, when you lost the NYU contract right, in 2018. Right. How do you not know that this is bad? How do you not know this is a negative stereotype that was used to make fun of black people for many years? How do you not know that at this point in 2018? Okay, Kenny, you're the youngest of the bunch, you know, recently graduated from Cortland where I went to school. Mm-hmm. I, I, does it, does any of this make sense to you? Or are we talking in, in ways that you're like, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. No, you guys are 100% on, on point here. If Cortland did that, Dom, you know they'd be getting blasted. The SUNY school system would be getting blasted. And to do that on the first day of Black History Month, like like Matt said, how do you not get the point? That's It's just complete stupidity, and I agree f- wholeheartedly with both of you. Okay. Well, gentlemen, thank you. And as usual, we are late for a break. And again, if you happen to work for a company where you know the heart of the owners and you know that they are good people, then, yes, it's not offensive because because you're having a meal that's being shared over love. And that's the bottom line. But when you do this in a school district to kids of color and, and not just to kids of color, to the white kids as well, because now now you're creating racist views amongst young people. We are so late for a break. We're going to do exactly that. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and we're going to Philadelphia, Long Island, Boston, Freehold, New Jersey, Westchester, and Staten Island. W-A-B-C. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. This is the right thing to do. Mayor Adams' mental health plan, we're starting to get the numbers, has prompted at least 42, at least 42 involuntary hospital transfers in December. The mayor announced in November, you may recall, his plan to instruct NYPD officers and outreach workers to bring people into hospitals for evaluation, regardless of consent, if they appear mentally unwell and likely to cause harm to themselves or others. The 42 recorded transfers, this is for December, were conducted by the city's uh, mobile crisis teams, which are made up of social workers and other behavioral health professionals. Now, you already know what the progressives are saying. Uh, Queens Councilwoman Tiffany Caban. Tiffany Caban says that she is deeply, deeply concerned about the plan, adding that she believes she's the uh, former public defender, that she believes the policy will result in draconian sweeps of homeless people. It is it is humane to get them off the street if they're not able to take care of themselves. And that's the bottom line. Let's go right back to your telephone calls. I have to put Trump and Christie on hold. I have to put marijuana on hold because you folks want to talk about food items <laughs> and what is racist or not racist. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Thank you so much for hearing me. I'll be honest with you. I'm very upset right now. 
I heard what the man said about the homeless veterans that were gathered at Langone. Um, you know what? I think about what just happened down at the Rowe Hotel, and um, I'm just heartsick, Dominic. Where are the advocacy groups? Where are the activists? Where is the help for those veterans? And why weren't they put up in a five-star, four-star hotel? Where were they? Where where did they go when they left there? I laid in my bed over the weekend when it was freezing, freezing cold. It was uh, 20 below here, and um, it was 10 below without the wind chill. And I thought, God bless all of the homeless people, especially our veterans and all the homeless animals. And I felt so blessed to have shelter and heat. Dominic, who's taking care of them? Why are we allowing this? And why couldn't they just stay there? Where, where did they take them? Did they take them somewhere? That's what I want to know. I'm outraged by that. I really am. Because they had to be there for a reason. They wanted to stay warm. So I'm sure they would have gone somewhere to be taken care of. Do you know where they went? I, I don't. I don't know. That was the first that I heard of this. I, I agree with you, Jennifer. I mean, something something has to be done. And it is disgusting that the mayor is bending over backwards to take care of migrants or whatever term you want to use to call them and not necessarily American citizens who have been here, paid the price and represented this country. Jennifer, I've got to to move on. So go right ahead and make your final point. I'll I'll be really quick. I'll do Disney another night, but I just follow up quick on the the migrants, the, the illegal aliens, as I call them. You know, you know, that would have been front page news if they were kicked out of a vestibule or a foyer or whatever, a waiting room. That would have been front page news. And also, you know, Catholic charities, everyone would have been up in arms. Shame on us. Shame on every one of us, Dominic, that we're allowing this to happen to those that gave so much for us, that those illegal immigrants even have a country to come from come into. And you know what? What did those veterans fight for? Certainly not a country because we no longer have a border. In any event, I'm sorry. I know I'm upset and I'm ranting, but it makes my heart sick. And I thank you for hearing me. Well, thank you, Jennifer. And and try to calm down. I I understand that it's tough and I I respect what you're saying. Please, Please try to calm down and thank you for the call. I'm about to bring in Frank Morano, but first let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Robert, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again. I think our English friend didn't realize that Italian people weren't forced to eat lasagna. Chinese people weren't forced to eat egg foo young, okay? People and their foods, they weren't forced to eat. They developed them because they liked them. Black people were forced to eat things because of their economic status and their status as slaves. And for that man to not understand that is his ignorance, okay? Now, um, another caller said something about offending Irishmen. Uh, I'm an Irishman, and I don't know if it's possible to offend us, even though that English gentleman's ancestor used to burn our wheat and force us to eat potatoes. You give me a potato, and I'm grateful, okay? And I think that while a lot of it is being, more of it's being made of it than needs to be because we have a president who said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black, and who, if you remember last year, tried to distribute crack pipe kits in the hood during Black History Month. Disgusting. And I don't hear all – I didn't hear all the outrage from the usual suspects that I hear now, and that's my problem. I see your point on this, 
but priorities, man. Priorities. Fair enough, Robert. You fair, have a good fair, night. fair enough, and you have a great night as well. We will continue with your calls in just a second, but first I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, Dominic. Good morning to you, sir. What do you have coming up? Uh, well, we've got an action-packed show, got a lot to get to, including a new congressional drive for uh, term limits, which I'm all for. I'll explain why. I'll tell people what's happening with that. And uh, it is Academy Awards season, so I'm going to talk with uh, one of my favorite film critics, the man who's actually reviewed more films than anyone in history, Jeffrey Lyons. We're going to talk a little bit about his uh, upcoming book and what he t- thinks of a uh, award season and this new plan by AMC to charge people based on what seat they get in the theater and if this might be the thing that saves movie theaters as we uh, as we know them so we'll see where it goes it, that's been around for a while, but I guess it's coming back now, charging yeah, for where yeah, you sit AMC, in the theater. Yeah, AMC, there's a subscription model, and it's a little different the way AMC is tweaking it, but I'll tell people about it at 3.30 when we talk with Jeff Lyons. Fantastic. Frank Morano here with me. He will join me in taking your calls up to the top of the hour, and then that's when his show starts. Let's go to Ilona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? I got to tell you, um, again, the police officer that's in critical condition, we have a movement of hating police and calling them cowards and telling them, screw you, F you, blah, blah, blah. And I want to point out that in our state, we have Brooklyn audits. They are a piece of garbage, and they harass the police. And I do believe they go down to that 66th precinct. Look up this frauder. He is such a bum. Then you have good guy audit. He picks on the police. He tries to, they get clicks and views. They're going after the police, insulting them, pushing them to the brink. You know what I mean? Then you have press NH. You have Bay, uh, Bay Transparency. Again, Long Island audit. I want everybody that's listening to start going after these people, okay? You know, like reporting them to the company that they're harassing because the cops are being treated like crap. They they know they can get away with a certain amount, and then and then the cop gets shot yes. trying to help us. And and I and I, I agree with you. I have to step in in the interest of time. I agree that is this it is disgusting the way our police officers are treated. Let me go from Westchester to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Pat. Pat, you're chatting with Frank Morano and Dominic. Hi, good morning, Dominic. Listen, I just need to tell you, I'm 76 years old, and here was the here was the commercial. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, a five-cent package makes two quarts of Kool-Aid, and that's what we drank, and I was white. I still am white, but I drank the Kool-Aid. Never had a racial thought in my mind about it. Mm, mm. So, Frank, did you drink Kool-Aid? Uh, once in a while, I mean, okay, as a child, a but uh, I, I don't know. It was never a staple in in our household. See, I, I guess I during guess, summer, maybe I, I guess I resented it because, right, sure. because right. I knew it was all that we could afford. And I would watch my grandmother pour almost five pounds of sugar mm-hmm. into the Kool-Aid you know, to make I, it taste. I didn't know it was so bad, you know, but I, I listen, I'm 76. I made it. Well, you made it, Pat, and happy 76 to you. Thank you for the call. To those of you that we didn't reach and we see your, your comments, I do apologize. Uh, but you can call Frank Morano. I'll be back again tomorrow, uh, midnight and at 5 p.m. with John Katsimatidis. Join us, folks.